Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. My name's Jeremy Monaghan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Ellison and Shannon Donato. How are you, gentlemen? Very good, Jez. What about yourself? I'm going very well. It's been six months since we've been in the studio. Hasn't been long enough, Jez. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, all good, mate. Well, I like your self-esteem at an all-time high at the moment, is it? Yes, I've had some counselling. I've rebuilt, and I'm feeling good. Uh, feeling really good. No, actually pumped to be back. I always enjoy this. It's always a bit of fun, a bit of a heckle, and uh, a bit of laugh at LO's expense. So looking forward to today. You say six months, Jez. It's, it's only been six hours since Shannon's been in the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> mate. I, I thought we better pick up from where we left off last yeah. time. Six months and two kilograms <laughs> for me, yeah. <laughs> Very good. No, you're looking well, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. If only you meant it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that's far too nice. Far too nice. Well, let's dive into it. Our first top four topic for the new year, the top four moments from the first five rounds. We'll start with you, Ello. Um, well, one moment wasn't related to the field. It was related to this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're up in Mudgee, uh, and I was out um, having a few soda waters on the night before the game at... Uh, <laughs> Lovely Des Kennedy's pub up there, the Oriental Mudgee, which looks after us every year. Thanks, Des. And these two Rabideau supporters came up, husband and wife came up and said, look, we, we watched the podcast. This is a true story. We watched the podcast. And they said one of our favourite sections is the joke telling. And and the wife uh, came to me and she said, look, that Billy Boggs joke, we thought it was fantastic at the time, but my my husband's tried to tell it three times at the pub, and he stuffed it up every time he's told it. So, can you tell us again uh, the full joke, and so he hears it again, so he can take it down to the pub with him. So, so I did. So I sat there. And four schooners later, I finished the joke, and away we went. <laughs> well, anyone that hasn't heard the Billy Bloggs joke, I think it was in our very first episode we told that one. So head back to episode one here on the um, Rabbitohs Podcast Network and have a listen. It is one of the cracking jokes that you will ever hear, and it's clean. Yes, it it's is. clean. Yeah. An absolute cracker, and it's good to see Ello's got two fans out there in, in Mudgee, and a big shout-out to Mr. and Mrs. Ellison as well. That's uh, They're lovely people, your parents, Ello. <laughs> What else have we got, Ello? Um, obviously, the victory over the Roosters. Yeah. Isn't that one of the ones that always is the top of the list? list. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, the performance that night, we'd been under the pump. We started up in, in Brisbane losing a few players the day before in the in the you know captain's run. Then, you know, uh, sort of half, not half-hearted, uh, not as good a performance we liked in, in Melbourne, particularly mm-hmm. in the first half, but you know, got within a field goal of winning that game, which mm. was where we sort of turned the corner, I think. Mm. And then we came out and put it all on the line against uh, our favourite neighbours, the Roosters, and mm. uh, we just did what we'd done to them for about three years in a row now and just wiped them off the park and was was lovely to see. That's it. Um, one of the other four moments, I think, is is you know the transition of Lockie Elias into, into the role as halfback at, at our team. Um you know, as a club, we've known we've been developing for a number of years now. And we've been really pleased with how he started, and um, we're sure he'll uh, he'll keep continuing to improve. And um, um, you know, he, he's a big part of the team now, and the boys like playing with him. Mm. Um, and probably the fourth, the other top four was um, the other night that uh, tackle the security guard on that poor girl that ran. Oh wow! 
<laughs> Wasn't that enormous? Oh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was something we've never seen before. So it was uh, was yeah. quite a different situation, was I, it? I don't like to poke fun at other clubs, but <clears throat> one of the um, fan run. Um, Instagram accounts. I think it was the NRL roast where they do some fantastic um, comedic commentary around the game, and they put a picture up of that tackle, and they said, "Breaking news: West Tigers signed security guard to five-year deal." <laughs> 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 there was actually footage of one of the other um, pitch invaders over the weekend because there was a spade of them. And for anyone um, listening, do not run on the field. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Please yeah. do not run on the field. Yeah. It causes all sorts of headaches. And uh, for you as well, if you run on the field. But there was well, footage of one bloke running out onto the field and he tackled the security guard. Really? It was hilarious. <laughs> this security guard comes bumbling over in front of him and the bloke just ran up and put one into his ribs and dropped him on his back. It was a great tackle. You match shot him as well? Yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say, that guy that bought the flare on, he, yeah. he stopped the game for about five minutes. It stopped, stopped him scoring an extra two tries. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's dangerous though, isn't it? Like, uh, yeah. He could have had anything in his hand, that bloke, let alone a flare. Well, on a serious note, it... Just worries me. Oh, it big It just time. worries me about how easy those people go on the field. Yeah, they've been on before, and, and thankfully it was a, uh, yeah, his was a protest. I, I don't. Um, the girls' one certainly wasn't a fashion parade. I can assure you no, that. She, but I don't she know said why, it was what a bucket she, list item. Yeah, well there you go. So that. good on her, good on her. But anyway, not good on her. But no, it's cost you know, a ten grand or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll stick to the buckets of KFC. <laughs> yeah. <I mean. laughs> You'd spend that in a year, I reckon, on them. Yeah, you don't have to worry about me, Shriek. You know, first of all, I couldn't get over the fence, and then if I did, I couldn't run the 50 metres to, to get near the players. Now, so. That's a good question. The term streaking, I always thought it was if if you did it nude. Was that – or am I wrong? Is it just I don't know. going onto the – I thought back in the day, a streak was always when they took their gear off and ran onto mm. the field. This is a famous one, I remember, you know, the – uh, one in in a cricket match where Ian Chappell or Greg Chappell got hold of with the the bat, cricket yeah. bat, the cricket bat, yeah. and where uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Andrew Simon's yeah, dropped the shoulder, yeah, yeah, yeah that's Leveled and, and uh, Alderman, yeah, Alderman did his shoulder in a, in a cricket game when Gordy streaked at Origin, yeah, at Origin? yeah, we saw that, one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him move as quick, Gordy, as he did that night. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not a rabbitose yeah. training. But that, that's that's interesting. I, I I always thought they were called pitch invaders, not streakers. Well, so, that's a good point, Ella. Yeah, so good point. But I mean, we've changed so many things over the year in rugby league. You know, the short side used to be called the blind side and mm. things like that. So maybe yeah. they just change it on the run. You know? Yeah. Well, I guess it depends on whether they're nude or not as to whether you know it's a short side or not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the reason he wore clothes is he's worried about the grass burns. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't have an issue with that, LA, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Seen you at the urinal. <laughs> you shouldn't be looking at it. Exactly. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jess. HR, Luke Kelly. No, I didn't see oh, I, I, I didn't have my glasses on, I didn't see much, it's fine. <laughs> Shannon, what were your top four moments from the first five rounds? Uh, Outside the urinals. Yeah. <laughs> I've said too much already. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah as LA said, you know, beating the Roosters is always a highlight. But of that match, when Luttrell was streaking away with his arm in the air, I just, you know, I just looked around. The whole stadium was up on their feet cheering and yelling. And it was just, 
It was almost such a relief, you know. We've been playing quite well, as you said. We were a bit stiff against the Storm, come home and playing against our arch enemies. And we wanted to put our best foot forward, and we did. And that was the try that really put the nail in the coffin. And see Trell streaking away with a smile on his face. And the camera angle, you could see the fans in the background that he was running towards. And they were all cheering, and Chell could see them. And yeah. So that that's my number one yeah, highlight. It was a real sense of relief in the crowd that day because they hadn't seen a game of footy in nine months. Yeah. Because the team had been away in Queensland. There was a big build up and people were filthy that we had two travel away games for the first two weeks so they didn't have an opportunity to see their their players the Sydney based fans anyway um, finally we got there on game day and you could just feel the tension and when he streaked away and we knew that we had the game in the bag it was just this sense of relief in the stadium like yes like we're Absolutely, back we're yeah. finally back there's with that, there's that word streak again he's streaked <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a great run and you had like Six or seven seconds to enjoy it because yeah, it was such a yeah. big run, and no one was ever going to catch him. So that that's definitely it, my. It reminded me a little bit. Uh, it was not the same as yeah. We had that section on the top four greatest drives you've seen when Greg scored that try a, against the Broncos. Up yes, there. yeah. It was different, but you know both two amazing athletes. Yeah, that yeah. When you watch them in full flight, and. Uh, it was even better watching a former local junior chasing yeah. him too. Yeah, and a little exchange of passes <laughs> before it too. Yeah, yeah. with Jackson yeah. and AJ, yeah. it was skillful yeah, enough as it was. Well, Ello's still informed. That's good to hear. He said it's different, but it's sort of the same and reminds me. So, well said, Ello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, nah, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> my, my my next highlight involves the Chell too, and that forty-eight metre field goal to put the game in the golden point against the Storm. That was just an amazing effort. He's so he's always one of the players that you look to in those clutch moments, and mm. that was a hard kick, and he nailed it. And gave us every chance to win that game. And I think, you know, Lachelle's in my first two highlights of the first five rounds. And I think he'll be in, in the majority of highlights for the rest mm. of the year when we get him back on the paddock. Obviously, a bit sad about his hemi um, injury. But he's an important part of our charge to the mm. to the premiership that year. But that, You're that, saying he goes okay as a player? Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not too bad. <laughs> he did well identifying him, hello. Well done. <laughs> bit like Peter O'Sullivan identifying yeah. Greg Inglis back yeah. in the day. <laughs> Or Ralphie Vale. Uh, Ralphie yeah. Vale. What a character. We should get him on the show one yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we could. We could. <laughs> well, it was nice to get one back from our neighbours to bring Trell back home. He fits in much more here. Yeah, I know he's it. much more comfortable. Yeah. Um, the third one was um, the the Dragons last week. I just Cookie was just on fire, just absolutely blitzing him left, right and centre. They they just couldn't contain him. And, you know, um, he was making runs, 70-metre runs. There's not many dummy halves. There's not many of us that can make those 70-metre runs, you know. And he right up the middle. And I, I think off the mark, he's probably the second fastest hooker that's ever played for South. And I, 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 <laughs> Galo was quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but dead set, like he was just busting him. And you don't see hookers make those kind of runs that he makes. And he can step off both feet and... Um, just a naturally gifted balance runner, and there's not many of us around, really. So I'm, I think Cookie's... <laughs> Shannon Humble Bernardo. I've got to say, you showed amazing pace when you were running up the tunnel at the SFS away from Garlo and Spud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Obviously not enough pace because he caught me. <laughs> if it was downhill, I might have been a chance. <laughs> and the final one, uh, LA touched on it as well. I thought... the. Uh, Lockie Elias has got better each game and he, you know 
but I thought the Panthers game was a really defining game for him. Mm. He was playing against the Premiers, big game, their home crowd, full crowd, and he just took that game by the scruff of the neck. I, I remember one try he scored where well, they ended up disallowing it, but mm. he just took the line up, ste- a, b- a massive step, and got through and scored the try. And I could see him calling for the ball and probably not over-calling, but um, demanding the ball when Cody was calling for the ball on the other side and getting it. So I was really happy... We all know what a great player he's going to be, and we know he's a working project, but he's he's playing excellent football. But that game, he just took charge. So uh, that was my other highlight, just seeing, you know, the old saying, cometh the man, cometh the hour. And mm. I thought that was certainly the case for, for Lockie at that Panthers game. He took that game by the scruff of the neck. He was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, there's there's been, been three sort of moments, I think, over the start of the season for Lockie, which he hasn't got the rewards he probably deserved. There was one time in the Storm game when the game was in the balance um, and he ran the ball on the last play through the middle of the ruck and made a line break straight through the middle of the ruck and who knows what would have happened. The referee called uh, a penalty against us for an obstruction. They blamed Cameron Murray. Now, it, it was a truly... It wasn't a 50-50. It was a 30-70, really, in my, in my opinion. Mm. Um, the other one, as you said, Shannon, was when he scored the try against... Again, taking the line on. Yep. Uh, yeah. Against the two best defensive teams in the competition, mm. by the way. Yep. He sliced straight through both of them. Yep. Okay. And then last week, he's put that beautiful little kick in for Campbell Graham. Campbell's done a massive job. as a tough one to catch, but it was just right position, pinpoint accuracy. He got his hands on it and just couldn't ground it. But, um, you know, with an ounce of luck, he gets rewarded with those those three sort of great two two line breaks and a great try assist and his stats look even better you yes know? Yeah. so um but no no he's um he's he's very level header we don't we don't need to talk him much to talk him up to too much because he's doing the talking himself on the field mm, so indeed. uh he's been a good good acquisition for us yeah no he's going well i'll quickly whip through mine i had the roosters game it's always good to beat the chooks and we've um we've talked about that already today against the dragons i thought campbell graham's try last week was slick it was just slick and people had been commenting about our attack being a little bit disjointed but all we need to do is show them that try and there was no disjointedness in that. It was absolutely slick when he scored that try. And on the right side, we've been known for our left side attack for the best part of a decade now. And um, it was the right side that's been playing very strongly over the first five weeks. So it's good to see them getting some love out on the right. Um, a couple of things for me off the field, just being back at a game. We mentioned before that it was nine months without footy. And Elo, we didn't bring it up at you got to experience the grand final last year up in, in Queensland since we recorded our last podcast and and our, our members and our fans based down in New South Wales hadn't had a chance to see their team for nine months when we took on the Roosters and like I was saying before, it was a sense of relief that finally they were connected back with their football team. It was um, fantastic out at a core stadium. I think to add to that, that Jez, I, th- I think the players felt the same way because, you know, it, it was a just a a one-off moment mm. in everyone's career last year mm. what happened. Well, let's hope it's a one-off moment, you know, because yeah. it was very, very strange. Yeah. Like, you're, you're, in a, you're in a place where you're normally going for holidays mm. and they're preparing for a grand final. Yeah. Um, so it was it was very different. But the players yeah. love playing back at home. And yeah. They love it when the crowd get behind them. And, you know, we had great support from our, from our members, our Queensland members and people up in Queensland. But, um, you yeah, know, getting your home ground supports... Mm. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. Blake Taft put an Instagram post out the week after the Roosters game, and he said, uh, sorry, not the Roosters game, the Dragons game last week, and he said, my first home game. And that really hit me because mm. I sort of I don't think of him as a rookie anymore because of the big mm. games that he's played in. He's got about ten games under his belt now, so he's got that little bit of experience. And I don't think of him as a rookie, but um, like I'd barely seen him play first grade live, and it sort of hit me when I read his post. I thought that's his first home game. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing to think that, considering he's already played in a grand final and a, a final series and all of that. So that that hit me last week. Um, the other thing was the new big screen out at Core Stadium. For anyone listening here, if you haven't been out to a core this year, make sure you get out there because that big screen is phenomenal. We were doing our uh, our rehearsals for the team announcements on the f- on the first game there against the Roosters, and obviously when you do the team announcement, the first play you announce is the fullback, and it was Latrell and. The screen's up there and you see the action on Latrell and then his name just comes up 120 metres long and 10 metres high across the end of the field. And I'm like, wow, that's that's phenomenal. So if you haven't been out to a core stadium yet this year, make sure you get out there. No better time than this Good Friday. Most people have got the day off. So, Is it true there's an extra wide one for when you have to call Keon Kowal (laughs) Matungi? It goes all the way around the LED as well. All the way around the field. I'll tell you what, she is a big screen. It's a great screen. And a shout out to Sonny, who's who's provided a lot of the digital content that goes on there. It's great to maximise the, the impact of the screen. But I'll tell you what, it's bright. I, I saw a couple of people with sunburn who were sitting in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> so bring your zinc cream if you're going to sit anywhere. Yeah, that, that's actually a tip. If you are buying tickets, sit at the northern end if you're going to get general admission tickets, not at the southern end, because oh you've got to experience that screen. It's phenomenal. So, well, there's been some good highlights there from the first five rounds. We're going to try and catch up every four weeks or so um, to match up the, the top four um, theme that we've got with this podcast. So every four weeks, we'll have a look at the best moments from the four weeks prior. We had to do five rounds this time, but that's all good. We're just getting kick-started for 2022. We'll be back in a second Jez, with... Yes? Can I just jump in there? Yes. We've been talking for many, many, many weeks about having a young Henry's day where we do the podcast from young. We have. Perhaps we can talk about the top four young Henry's beverages oh, available. Yeah, very good. Right. Very good. I'm up for that. Will I'm you be able that. to narrow it down? Well, if we go for about four hours on the podcast, I think we can. <laughs> that will be an editing job. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say it's live. <laughs> right, we'll be back in a sec with our second topic. Right, our second topic for the day, the top four teammates in your career. Now, it's always said that players want to be known as someone that everyone wanted to play with, that they were a great teammate. Not necessarily the best player in the team, uh, but someone they love playing. So we might start with Shannon on this one. It's Craig Carrington, and who are the other three? <laughs> Let me think. Who, who got you trade, you trade services? On you, can't name, you can't name yourself, Shannon, in this one. <laughs> There are any plumbers out there? Oh, well, there's two going straight away. I'll have you to didn't get a chance to play with Peter Cusack. The, the, uh, yeah. Luke Stewart, he's a builder. That's anyway. right. <laughs> yes, I've got his phone number, actually. Uh, no, no, seriously, though, this guy actually does have his own business, his trade services business, but it's not why I'm about to nominate him. I'm nominating because he's one of the world's nicest guys, and he was a great player. Troy Slattery. 
Slats. Yes. You speak to anybody who knows Slats, and they'll all tell you he's one of the world's nicest humans. He's a he's a great family man, but he was a great player. Slats would do, you know, forty tackles a game. He'd always do the hard hit ups. He was just uh, like a Bradley Clyde type player. Um, work rate, but also a bit skillful. Um, he could ball play a little bit. So, I guess a Cameron Murray type player as well. Um, he's very. Very um, skillful, bit of ball skills, back row, second row, lock type player, and um, as well as that, as I said, a fantastic guy. And that's sort of the prerequisite I've gone for all of my um, favourite teammates is that they're not only great players, but they're great people as well. So Slats uh, tops that list. Um, another one is, uh, didn't play here with South, I played with him at... Um, Cronulla and Penrith, but he's Martin Lang. Um, you know, uh, you spoke about wanting to be the player that everyone wants to play with. That's certainly Martin. He'd always take the the worst ruck. You know, the, the first one off the tap, the first one on the kick return. He demanded those runs. Mm. You know, if you're coming off your line, he was always screaming for the ball. Sometimes when you've tackled three sets and you're coming off your line and you're exhausted and you're a dummy half, it's hard to find runners sometimes. And you'll see the wingers or centers come in try and help the big blokes after the after three sets of tackling. Martin, he was always wanted the ball. Mm. And he'd scream at me when I wouldn't give him the ball. Mm. He so, must have been good too, having, having to catch some of the passes you dished <laughs> yeah, up to him down there. Yeah, <laughs> I apologise for that, Martin. <laughs> uh, and uh, interesting thing about Martin, he's actually a really uh, intelligent guy too. He's actually studying for his... Actually, I think he's completed his Masters. He's doing his PhD at the moment as well um, in the medical medical field. So, you know, a lot of people thought just because he played tough in a certain style of football that he wasn't that bright. I'll g- give you the tip. He's pretty bright, Martin. He's, as I said, doing his PhD. He made a lot of money in property investment on the Gold Coast and uh, really, really good guy, Bangers, and um, still proud to call him a friend. Um, another one is the great Huntsman. Huntsman, Paul McNicholas, uh, people might remember him. He's played. I played with him from a junior, from the time we were 10 years old, all the way through. We went into Harold Matz and SG Ball and various schoolboys rep sides and stuff like that together. And we came through a grade at South together. And then we actually, ironically enough, it wasn't anything we planned, played at Sharks together as well. So I've played a lot of footy with the big Huntsman. And uh, he, was, he was underrated. He, you know, when he was used as a wide forward, one-on-one they couldn't tackle him and he'd always get his arms free and invariably um, create a break. And Huntsman, uh, post-footy, we got to work together as well. He was here as a game development officer um, for for many years as well and now he's gone on to uh, work on the wharves and uh, doing a great job down there, I believe. Most of them working cranes, but Huntsman just picks us the boxes up by hands, apparently, <laughs> and just puts them down like Lego, Lego blocks. So, the great man. Shout out to the Huntsman out there. And then finally, is a guy who played here at the Rabbitohs. Uh, I didn't play with him while I was still at the Rabbitohs, but I have played with him uh, at Panthers, and that's Reese Wesser. And the thing I love about Reese is he's so passionate in everything he does. He plays footy. He came down as a young kid from Rockhampton. Um, was uh, very homesick, but went on to settle himself and play some great football at Penrith and, and equally great football here at the Rabbitohs and played Origin and from those uh, humble beginnings now, since he's achieved so much in football and he's still giving back to the kids now, here it's through South Cares. So um, Reese Wesser, just because of the passion for what he does and supporting the next mm. generation of kids and through South Cares, I just think he's a fantastic fella, a great dad to his two boys as well. So, uh, yeah, they're my four. Troy Slattery, uh, Martin Lang, the great huntsman, and Reese Wesser. Very good. Very good. Well done, Chad. Very Thanks. good. Well, I've missed that. <laughs> it's been six months. Very good. 
Very over good. <laughs> over to you. No, over he, did, to you, he didn't ever need notes again. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming. He didn't have to write that one What down. about, I said, when, when, before we started off here, obviously he said, oh, Shannon, no notes today. No, no, no. Haven't had time to write any notes today. Good on you, mate. mate. Don't bag me about having notes, Ella. You've had six months to prepare, and you've rocked in. You didn't know the f- top four first moments, and you haven't got four mates. So this is going to be interesting as well. Raylene Ellison, Josh Ellison, hey, <laughs> Raylene Ellison. You kidding? <laughs> I'm not sure she's on. She the hates list. me most of the time. Mate. I know Samantha Ellison loves you. So. <laughs> The fourth one's going to be uh, interesting. <laughs> What's the dog's name? <laughs> Block will get a start, surely. Yeah. The jelly wrestler. <laughs> Two litre bottle of coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, the crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> How good. Uh, Righto, Ella. Who's well, your well, fault? It is. It's so hard. The the, the era that, that I played with here at the Rabbitohs was, was a successful one and you know, the, the whole squad were mates, you know, and I'm not just saying that, uh, you know, loosely. It, mm. it was an important part of, of our performances and, you know, we did we did a lot together off the field mm. and, and training. We always enjoyed coming to training and obviously playing and, and when, you, when you're winning games like we were, it always made it easier. And so, so to pick out um, four is very difficult mm. and, um, you know, I probably remember back when I first came in in 1984. Um, you know, he's one of the club legends now, Ziggy Niscott. Mm. You know, he, he was he played State of Origin there, and you know, I was over, I think I was 19. I can't remember how old I was, 19 or 20. Um, and Ziggy, Ziggy was getting closer to the end of his career then, mm. but just the way he looked after us young fellows that had come into the the team that year, and um, it was a different game back then. It was, you know. It was a lot more brutal off the ball, and there were no videos and stuff about. So, so you had to protect yourself as much as you could. But mm. blokes like Ziggy and that made sure you looked mm. after, and even off the field, mate, he made made sure, you know, he fitted in with everyone, and he was responsible for getting that bond together. We're going to have a beer together. He was, he was a really great leader, Ziggy, and mm. and everyone, you know, not many captains or wingers, you know, mm. but. Just his his standing in the team at the time, it, you know, it's it's something I always remember. And you know, uh, Lo spent a lot of time with him on the field as well in defence. Um, he <laughs> was a winger, and Lo was usually hiding one just inside him, yeah. <laughs> trying to push outside him. So I'm not surprised they're so close. <laughs> oh, no. oh no, 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 that's, that's, that's Be careful! I'm an Italian international, all right. <laughs> Yeah. Throw yeah. noise as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Shannon, for your input there. That was excellent. <laughs> it might have been true, by the way, but we can't let the truth go inside a good story. Uh, but no, Ziggy, just fantastic in, in what he did. And I'm sure all the other, not only the younger members, but the older members of that team. And there was another guy, Dean Rampling, who doesn't get a lot of raps uh, for his input into the team and just the team, you know, the holistics of the team on and off the field. And as a bloke, we, we know he was responsible for, the, you know, the Henry Cooley. Mm. And, and in those days, we were fighting mm. quite a bit, you know, and, and coming into the team as a young bloke, again, it was quite daunting. But having blokes like him around would always protect you. I remember in the in the semi final against St George at the, at the cricket round, end up, 
with Craig Young and we he got me on the ground and you know he didn't get me he wasn't hitting me but he was about to and and Dino just come and grabbed him and just gave it to him yeah. and uh yeah Dino wasn't a great fan of policemen either <laughs> <laughs> I must Back say, in the day, he's and, got great uh, respect for them these days. I said, I said, I said to Dino, he's a copy. He couldn't pull his badge out today, <laughs> he said. <laughs> but uh, no, he he's one of the great characters, and uh, yeah, it's only um, he's living up at Southwest Rocks these days, Dino. And we've been in communications the last like two months, mm. a couple of done some funny times. Like he, he tells great stories, and and. You just remember the old. I was rolling off, you know, off the chair laughing when, yeah. uh, when some of the stories he was telling. It was, yeah, so it's a nice shout out to, to Dino up there, up at Southwest Rocks today. So when, when I used to work in merchandise, he'd often ring up and um, he'd be looking for some gear or get his player number embroidered on it or something like that. And uh, Jeremy, it's uh, Dane Rampling here. I didn't need to hear his, his yeah, gruff yeah. voice before. <laughs> he told me who it was, and Is I'd organise it. The Patty and Silver. <laughs> 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 and I'd get it all organised for him, and um, down in the mail would come his uh, his cheque would come to pay for it, and a box of fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Box yeah. of fish in ice that had come down with it too. <laughs> well, that, amazing. that reminds me, uh, he used to work for the fisheries, and and my brother did as well. And I'll just tell you a little aside. We went in for lunch one day in town. Yeah, you know, must have been a day off tray. It might have been the off season. I can't remember. But Dino was there, and he's he'd been out in the boat and everything like that, and. Well, there talking, I was with my brother, and I think there was a couple of people, and there was a couple of girls there that that worked with my brother as well. And anyway, Dino's here at the table, we're having a drink, and anyway, he's talking about these these, uh, crabs that he sometimes gets when he's out out fishing, you know. And uh, everybody said, oh, yeah, they're massive, and and everyone's thinking, oh. What a lot of bullshit you talk here, yeah. you know. <laughs> Next minute, out, out of his backpack, he brings this massive big crab <laughs> with the claws tied and everything, and he sticks it on the middle of the table, and it's still alive. And it was just terrible. Yeah, well, he had it in his backpack. He was taking it. He was taking it over for dinner. So, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it was just it was an amazing story. And that's he worked in the fish. He still loves his fishing. Yeah, yeah. and that was one of the things we were talking about the other day. So I heard about him back in the day, and when he's playing footy, I heard. He had a bad case of crab, so I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you didn't need it. Oh, oh Shannon, please. Oh, come on, mate. Always in the gutter. What yes. goes on to us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it no, always no, comes yeah, out yeah, a bit. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, no. Yeah, great man, dude. And great back in the day. And yeah, two other that stick in my mind are Michael Andrews. Um, what a champion. Champion bloke. And yeah, you know, champion footballer, yeah. as were the other two, the champion blokes. And uh, but Mick came down. We we played Presidents Cup together. He came down from Nambucca Heads, and he played in the last trial um, in the in our in the Presidents Cup. And to be fair, he, he didn't didn't set the world on fire in the trial. And, and I thought, oh, he's this bloke. He's just come in the squad late. You know, you know, you're thinking, well, there's other guys that have got dropped. And the first impression. And he'd be the first to put his hand up. Was oh, I'm not sure he's going to do much. But then, then the next week he come out and did what he does now. He just used to ta- he take on everything that moved, played the whole game as you did back then, support play offloads, just did everything he did for so many games. You get the Rabbitohs, and then goes on to captain the club. But um, we're three games into the series, into the into the yeah you know, the home and away series in the Presidents Cup, and. 
Mick, myself, Rossi Harrington, Dirty Neville, after training, we're going to have a beer together. And, you know, I got close to him through that. And, you know, he was down here from Nambucca on his own. So he'd come over. I was still living at home at the moment. He'd come over for dinner once a week, you know, mum and dad's place mm. and stuff like that. And anyway, so I thought I knew him pretty well, you know. And then Bull Gorman was the coach of the President's Cup this Tuesday night of training, leading into round four. He says, oh, yeah, Mick had been one of our best players the first three games. And he said, oh, Mick's, uh, Mick's not going to be playing this week. And we thought, Jesus, Bull, he's been one of our best players. What he said, he's going back to Nambucca to get married. <laughs> so he'd been, he'd been out here for six weeks. We'd spent a lot of didn't, didn't even know he had a girlfriend, let alone a fiance. So that's a, that's a true story. And um, and then like him and Jackie had gone on, had a massive family. It's only got to be a fifteen yeah, 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 orders. Yeah, or <laughs> I I can't remember now if it's eight or nine. But I, I think like, it's nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, yeah. He's he's been fantastic. He was a fantastic person. As well as well as football, and yeah. um, he still is. We we had the old boys day on the weekend, and um, I had a chance to have a glass of wine and a yarn with him. And he was actually talking about how much he uh, Ello, how the good old times with Ello, how affectionate he still feels towards you, Ello. And you know, blokes from the bush, they they love their dog, and their dogs are like their best mate. And so you know, Ello, mate, we we were tight. He said I had a nickname for him. I said, oh, what was it? He said, Oh, the Labrador. And I thought, Oh, is that because you love your dogs? He said, No, no, no. it's because he's always bludgeoning on the blind. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that was no appeal. Hello, you like your counter punches today? Oh, there's no need. To. <laughs> you just got to have a look at him. There's no need to have a go at him. Six, <laughs> there yeah. it is. Hey, hey, he's more. I feel pity more than having a go at him. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> you know. Gravity takes the piss out of me more than Hello does. <laughs> I tell you, it's just, yeah, oh, it's just not fair. I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> come on, Ellie. Surely you last have one more, mate. Did you have four last mates? One. Come on. Now, I got, I, I've got to go. There's two more. Yeah. Two more. And we came through President's Cup together. Daryl Neville and, and Rossi Harrington. Yep. Uh, the Redfin Express, Rossi. Um, and Daryl. Daryl. The proud lotto winner from Lithgow. <laughs> yes, so they say. So they say. The multi-millionaire from Lithgow. He denied it when I tried to snip him, but that's okay. <laughs> I reckon you're about 20th in line. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure he's popular yeah. at the old boys. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, he's a champion. But, you know, we, we came through SG Ball and through Flag President's Cup and all that together. And it, you knew what you got with Rossi on the field. He's fantastic with the, his energy. And he played for the Rabbitohs. He loved the Rabbitohs. He still does today. And I, th- I think Daryl was probably one of the the most underrated players of our era. Yeah, in my opinion, um, you know he, he he could do things. I remember seeing that that ball go around his back that year in '84 in one of the playoffs, and he he caught it. And um, Ray Warren's call was this kid's a magician because mm. it was that good what he did. It just just a talent, natural talent. Mm. And loved his footy, but loved life as well, and just. You talk about a mate, a, a great mate that you'd have a, spend a lot of time with away from the footy as well. But mm. as I say, there, there were so many back in that era. But they're they're probably the I've gone five there. But mm. yeah, some good you, blokes you, there. Go some on. good blokes there. And you, you talk about Ray Warren calling Dirty uh, a magician. I, I I remember Rabs saying that about you too, hello. He said, oh, he's a magician. He just disappears in defence all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's never there. So. 
I'd like to compare good. our tackle count. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <to be> <laughs> very, very true. It's when you only play 21st grade games, you don't make as many tackles as that. Harsh but fair. Now, I didn't play elite sport. I'm going to throw one bloke in and you two both know him, a bloke called Paul McGurr. I love playing with Murder McGurr. We won multiple tennis premierships together over on the North Shore. We've won about four Oztag premierships in the eastern suburbs and North Sydney. He was the king of the six-man cutout pass to the left wing where I was. I'm a two-try grand final hero. It's all down to Murder McGurr. He's one of Sydney's top criminal lawyers these days. He's doing very well for I'd himself. have been scared playing against you when I saw the size of your car. <laughs> they are the best I've ever seen. They truly are. They yeah, truly are. Big. And they're white. Look how white they are. Dead set. They get burnt on a full moon. <laughs> well, had that's because he doesn't sit in front of the scoreboard. <laughs> <laughs> They've had a lifetime of weight training, these calves. Consistent weight training. Uh. Anyway, we'll be back very shortly with the best part of our podcast, the jokes of the week. Righto, gents, who wants to go first? I'm happy to go first, but mine, mine's not a joke. Mine's actually a true story. <laughs> <laughs> Does it involve defence? <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. Just a story about Gab and I this morning, my lovely wife, who I love dearly and been married for just over 20 years now. And um, this morning I was walking out the door and she's yelling out to me, Come back, come back, give it to me, give it to me. Oh, I'm wet, give it to me. Oh, I just thought to myself, no way, she can scream all she wants, but I'm keeping this umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, and I just walked to the car and left her there. <laughs> this has been terrible. Oh, I like it, I like it. It's good, it's good. Right, hello. <laughs> that was good. He hasn't prepared. Oh, norm- what a surprise. Normally, it was one. Normally, it was one of us had to tell the joke. <laughs> <of the witches. laughs> so it's changed. Oh, oh no, mine was a true story too. Uh, <laughs> I went to a wedding the other week. It was a very strange wedding. Mm. Uh, two TV antennas got married. Now, the ceremony was very, very ordinary, but. The reception was magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very good. Two very short, sharp jokes of the week. That's what we like. Very good. Right, I'll be back to wrap it all up in a second. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Rabbitohs Top 4 podcast back again for season 2022. As we said earlier, we'll be back around about every four weeks to keep that number four theme going throughout the show. And if you've got any topic suggestions for us, jump onto Twitter, use the hash, the uh, sorry the handle at SSFC Rabbitohs and let us know what topics you would like us to discuss. Give us a five-star rating, give us a review and hit the subscribe button on the Rabbitohs Podcast Network. We'll be back in about a month's time with our next one from the Rabbitohs Top 4 Podcast. And thank you, gentlemen, for joining me again. It was good fun. Certainly was, and hopefully Elo does his homework. He's got four weeks, Elo, surely, surely. I was going to apologise to the audience before we leave, and I'll be ready in four weeks' time because, yep. yeah, we made a pact that we weren't going to have a go at each other today. Yes. We thought, we thought we'll start, we'll start a new. Yeah, we'll start a new because. That's the reason the podcasts were going for an hour and a half every time we had them because 
the damage we try to do to each yes, other. Now, yes. so we made a pact, and Shannon told me he had no notes either. Right. right? So, um, you know, it's very good that Gabby wrote them for him again today. <laughs> <laughs> she just drew me some pictures, actually. <laughs> One of them was an umbrella. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll be ready for the next one. Right um, And can we do it at Young Henry's? Yeah, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm going to tee it up. We've been talking, Let's do it. talking about Let's it for a while. It. I've had a few test runs. I've scouted the premises about 28 times, so I'll, <laughs> I, I think it's got enough room to host us. Yeah. We'll, have a, we'll do a Young Henry's. And we'll talk about their top four beverages. And um, Shannon can tell us about his, the top four yum chart. He's <laughs> Chinese. I will do a you then, uh, Hello. My yeah, top four will turn yeah, into the top yeah, 27. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, no, I'll be 54 because you have two of every one of them. <laughs> Another round. <laughs> When I go, when I go to Chinese, the lazy Susan spinning like Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching a helicopter. Oh dear, very good. Well, well, thank you very much. You think it's spinning like that? What about the poop that can't get anything off it? <laughs> oh, very good. Right, well, we'll be back in about a month's time. Thanks for joining us here on the Rabbitohs Top Four Podcast.